This is Miller's Edge on Tide The Miller's Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is The Miller's Edge. Thursday here on the Miller's Edge on the Tide, 100.9, 12.30 a.m. WTBC as we play Darius Rucker music for the next two hours. My good friend, South Carolina Gamecock, country singer, star Hootie and the Blowfish lead singer. So we honor him every Thursday. Carolyn's Boys' new album, check it out. I think you will like it. By the way, Hootie and the Blowfish, all my great friends are headed back on tour this summer. So it's going to be a fun time. Can't wait to see those boys out they're doing some good music. Hope you're doing well on a Thursday. we got a lot to get into. Power Pack show on the program today because we're getting to your phone calls, 205-342-9904. That's the number to the program. Download that free app, Tide 100.9. It's free. You can send your question there. We can do a video deal. We can hear you. Or you can just uh, do a let Justin, not Justin, but excuse me, Noah do the things for you. Noah Haynes, the best reader in Alabama. Christian Miller in Tuscaloosa, Noah Haynes in Tuscaloosa. So we got you for the next couple of hours. Coming up in about, uh, let's see, we'll, we'll call it six, seven minutes. We're going to get to my good friend Brad Crawford of CBS Sports. We'll talk with him about everything that's going on with the Tide and college football. Of course, he is well plugged in, well connected. We'll ask him about uh, Kalen DeBoer hire and what's happened with Tide with the transfer. So we'll get his uh, uh, perspective on that. Uh, during the show here in just about six, seven minutes. Also, in the second hour, as he does every Thursday, local, local legend, Stephen M., not A, the real one, Stephen M. Smith, <laughs> in his own words, Touchdown Alabama Magazine will join us in hour number two, right around uh, 1.30 Central Time. So we'll talk with him and get his perspective, what's happening with, with the tie in the locker room and recruiting. So he handles all that for us each and every single Thursday. Let's get right to it. Let's head down to T-Town, Titletown. Christian Mills in studio, Noah Haynes in studio. Guys, good Thursday. Hope you're doing well. Doing great. I, I'm seeing you on the YouTube stream. You got a nice little Alabama hoodie on. I don't know where you got it from, but you could have got it from Alumni Hall if you did. Everybody, make sure you go check those guys out if you're in Tuscaloosa. They're in Midtown Village. Again, you can always go to the website, alumnihall.com, and you can shop there. Again, they got the latest and greatest officially licensed Alabama gear. They've got the hat wall, the Yeti products, Peter Millar products, 
everything and anything Alabama related. So check that out. Again, that's Alumni Hall in Midtown Village or AlumniHall.com or the ultimate Crimson Tide fan shop. That being said, man, yeah, no. It's, Actually, I, Alec got this for me. I, I know. I, just, I, I needed a I, nice segue. Okay. I, I was aware. But thank you I for ruining that. that. But, uh, thank but you. I want to give Alec love. I, don't, I, I wanted to say just You could have just gone with it. Could have just gone with it. It's, it's okay. But you can always go to Alumni Hall and get the latest and greatest gear since you just spoiled that. So thanks very much for that. But uh, we probably want to take a, a short break. <laughs> Because uh, if you want to get to Brad, yeah, we got at 12. time. Yeah, we got men on it already. So uh, let me just set the table real quick. We get Brad comes on. We're going to talk to him. Of course, we'll delve into it very deeply with him. But here's my question of the day. So I want folks here on the YouTube extra and on on our on air to be thinking about this because I was listening to some shows today and I've heard all kind of perspectives. Right. So the question is this: Should we? And you know what I think. Because I addressed this to a degree, but I got an extra extra component to it. Should we blame the players for jumping into the portal for leaving when a coach leaves? You know, and the thing I thought about was, I no, and I still say no. But here's my point to this, real quick, and you be thinking about this as well, Christian. You know, people got mad at Isaiah Bond that you've addressed a great deal, right? He didn't take the phone call from Kalen DeBoer. He just revolted, right, with the Texas. <laughs> But did Kalen DeBoer... Move your phone, move your phone. Did Kalen DeBoer... I'm charging my phone. Why is my phone? Did Kalen DeBoer call any of his players, per se, and ask them if he should take the Alabama job? Or, you know, or ask them, should he stay or should he go? Boom, 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 boom. No. Coaches don't call players and ask them what their thoughts and opinions are or, or let me listen to why you should or shouldn't leave. Right? They don't do that. Um, did uh, Jed Fish leave Arizona? Did he? I mean, see my, he just rolled up out of there. He had nothing to say. We've heard players through Insta Live say things about, man, Coach ain't didn't they say nothing. So, and now, you know, South Alabama, we sit in with that situation. Now, I think he's probably done a better job with, with dealing with his players. And maybe they all did in the aftermath of it. But my point is this. It's business. So instead of busting up these kids and, and doing videos and telling them, you know, we don't need you and we need you before you came. I mean, all this silly stuff that I'm seeing online, and that's that's how fanatic, uh, fanatic fans act, right? This is business now. So I'm not mad at Isaiah Bond or anybody. If Coach said Coach calls me and be like, hey, I want to give you a spin, but if I don't want to receive your spin... And, and this spin over here that's offer me whatever they offer me, a Lambo and some cheese, it don't matter. You let them go. Bob, I appreciate you. Right? So what I'm telling you is college football is not an amateur sport no more. College football, Christian, is a professional sport, whether we like it or not. Right. That's what it is. Yeah, <clears throat> and, I, and I'll be honest, I mean, I've been saying, you know me, I'm more old school. I kind of, I'm more for, you know, staying and, and working things out and being patient and, and grinding your way and, and fighting through adversity. But you can't blame these guys just because you said it. I mean, this is a situation, it's a, you know, a special situation or circumstances where your head coach just left. You have that right and that opportunity, just like that coach had that right and opportunity. Um, and as unfortunate as it is, I mean, these guys deserve that, Right. With that being said, um, I don't blame any of them. I saw <clears throat> one of my former teammates 
Alphonse, we called him Shank. That's what he goes by. Uh, Taylor, he had a post that kind of blew up uh, yesterday on X. I'll get to that real quick. I'll read it because um, a lot of people, I guess, agreed with him. You know, it's got over 630,000 views. But he said, players transfer every day. That doesn't bother me. What bothers me is being one game away from the national championship game and instead of running it back, you transfer. On top of that, you get a coach who was just in the national championship game. It's no longer about winning. So I see his point to an extent, right, uh, in terms of, look, man, I mean, you guys just about made it to the championship game. You were doubted. People were writing you guys off. You've got unfinished business. You've got a, you've got a lot left to prove, you know, and it's not like they just replaced Coach Saban with some scrub. You know, they got a guy who also just played the national championship game himself. Why not right. give him a chance? And then why not – give that chance to your brothers to to have that opportunity to run it back and, you know, finish that business. But, you know, the other side of that is, look, man, I mean, nowadays things are different. It's not the same college football that me and Shank played in. It's totally different. So, you know, I, I, I see both sides of it. You know, I, I personally, I would rather stay with my teammates and, and run things back. But at the same time, if someone says, hey, you know, I came here, for, you know, to be coached by Coach Saban, this guy – He's gone. The whole program's a lot different now. I mean, I just want to explore my options. Then they deserve that. I hate to say it, a lot of people, you know, aren't going to like that, but it is what it is. I mean, and we can be mad. That's fine. You're entitled to be frustrated, but you know, this is their life. I'll keep saying that because again, we're not the ones that have to, that has to live with these decisions. It's them. It's their life to live. Even though it, you know it, it hurts the fans, it's ultimately their life, their choice. So. You're spot on. I totally disagree with Alfonso Carlton, whatever you want to call him. Shank Taylor. I don't know what you're Why are you always trying to flame Carlton. people? I mean, it's, it's Alfonso <laughs> it's Taylor. Fun, man. He, it, he, it's, he played guard here. He was on national championship team with me in 2015. I know, I know who he is real well. But we I need to get him on the show. He actually was working down yeah. in South Alabama, I think, as an academic advisor. So I think he, he knows Kane a little bit. Well, so you got his number. Call him up. Yeah. All right, we got to hit a break. Coming up from CBS Sports, my man in 50 grand. He'll talk about the tide. He'll talk about college football. Give us some good insight. Brad Crawford of CBS joins us on the flip side. Don't forget, we're sponsored by our good friends at the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. Quick time out. Brad Crawford on the other side. Are you receiving unemployment? Your benefits could be at risk. Here's how you can protect yourself and your benefits. Never respond to mail notifying you of a false claim in your name. Never answer a text message asking you to verify your account. And only respond to official Alabama Department of Labor's social media pages. Report fraud at labor.alabama.gov fraud. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Labor, ABA, and the station. The Alabama Department of Labor is an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request to individuals with disabilities. Dial 711 for TTY accessibility. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy, a few periods of light rain this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 45. Tonight's low, 32. Tomorrow, clearing, breezy and colder. The high, 38. Saturday, we stay below freezing all day. The sky's sunny, the high at 30. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 39 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Waiting down the line We never been a headline We been taillights fading So long, move on, goodbye We never been one last long look Across your shoulder We been a lot of things But we never been no 
Welcome back to our Darius Rucker Thursday here on the Miller's Edge. Corey Miller, Christian Miller, Noah Haynes, now joined by my man, Brad Crawford of CBS Sports, 24-7 Sports. He's a national writer. You can see him on Paul Feinbaum. He's on all kind of media outlets. Uh, he is a girl dad times three. I just was reading that like, man, I don't know if I envy that or I'm jealous. One of the two. I mean, I got two boys, but I know what everybody tells me, man, raising girls. How the how difficult it could be, brother. So blessings, man. That's the thing I can say to you. Blessings, and I know you love it because girl dad is something fun to be today, right? Yeah, thank you, Corey. Good to, good to hear from you. New year, man. Hope your uh, 2024 is going well so far. And man, it's been a uh, crazy time at the capstone and, and what this Alabama program is now over these last 10 days or so. Yeah, it's been really crazy. I mean, th- this week for sure is just all we've been talking about is what's happening with Kayla and the board to transfer portal. So let me start right there. Uh, of course, uh, your thoughts overall on the hire. We know the GOAT. I know you love covering, watching Alabama play and all those good things, Brad. But when you s- saw him retire a little over a week ago and step away, one, what was your initial thoughts with that? And two, how do you feel about the uh, the hire with Kalen DeBoer? Yeah, I'm a little surprised, Corey, that he stepped away now because I thought over his 17 seasons or so in Tuscaloosa, 2023 might have been his best coaching job because it wasn't the most talented team he had. You know, Jalen Milrow, a good quarterback, but wasn't the best quarterback Saban's had at, in Tuscaloosa yet. You know, they finished essentially three yards short of reaching the national championship game and, you know, was able to get to the Rose Bowl and really, really blew that game against Michigan. I thought they should have won that game with a better team for about two and a half quarters there. But, yeah, I mean, Kalen DeBoer now, he's the guy. They're they're leaking players. And, you know, it's funny. It's it's going to take a program like Alabama being scalped in the transfer portal to see real change this offseason. And I think we're going to. And just, you know, it's, it's unfair for these programs to, you know, have a coach step down and, you know, 72 hours later, the, the two deep is virtually – completely different than it was you know a week before that yeah i agree brad and and i'm just curious to, to your thoughts do you have any idea on what they can do to try to prevent this from happening because i agree i definitely think you have to make some want some type of change but what does that change look like to you yeah you know i i think it's fair that you know players are allowed to leave if if your head coach or even a, even a coordinator or or a staff or a guy who recruited you go to another program because look, these coaches don't have any loyalty. So if your D coordinator goes somewhere else, then, then you should be able to follow him or, you know, essentially go to the highest bidder now in the NIL era. And, and that's what we're, we're seeing start to happen. But as far as changes that could take place, you know, maybe um, have a universal transfer portal opening. I, I know after spring practice, there's that two week period, maybe, Maybe you make those Alabama guys wait it out. You know, play, play spring practice with the new coach. See if it works out with a couple new position groups and, and new assistants on staff. And then you kind of go from there. I, I know if I'm Kalen DeBoer right now, I would have liked more than a week to, you know, get to know a guy like Caleb Downs and, and try to convince him that, hey, I know your position coach and, and coordinator went to a different school, but, you know, we, we're some good coaches too. We, we just coach in the national championship game and, we can develop you into a first-round pick, just like the old guys would have done. Brad, you know, when you look at, you know, it's one of those things, you know, when you feel, as as former players for Christian and I, obviously, we get it. We understand because we know how important yeah. relationships are when, you know, those guys are 
go on, not just the head coach, because he is the big name, obviously, but a guy like T-Rob, right, in this case, too, uh, secondary kind of just uh, just explodes or implodes, I should say. Um, what's your thoughts just on, I mean, I, I kind of hear some of it, but a lot of fans are really getting on these kids about leaving. Do you agree with them leaving? Do you think it uh, should just be more like you said, give it to the spring? Do you think the rules help that? I tell you what, man, I, I saw about four or five head coaches get massive salaries just because Nick Saban retired. So if, if I'm a player, if I'm an All-American, take, take Caleb Downs, for instance, you know, why not make another half a million dollars next season as a sophomore that I was going to get paid at Alabama? And, and you know, I, I don't I don't know exact numbers. I'm I'm just spitballing here, but you know, why not go to the highest bidder? Because not only did my did my coach leave and go to a new staff for a better position, but my, my head coach retired. I, I may like or dislike the new hire and and now I'm sort of a free agent. These these coaches for for years, Corey, have had the opportunity to come and go as they please every carousel season. Um, we, we know the, the agents are getting fat and rich off of these contracts. And I just like the fact that the players have a little more say now. And, you know, I, I know some, you know, don't, don't have that same opinion and they, they believe in the cost of tuition and scholarship and yada, yada, yada. But look, I mean, Caleb Downs made Alabama millions of dollars a season. He's the best safety, um, in college football, in my opinion. And if he wants to play elsewhere, I don't, I don't see an issue with that. Brad, when you look at Kalen DeBoer, I mean, how do you feel he fits in this program? And I know, obviously, uh, a lot of Alabama fans are happy with the hire. Some uh, thought they should have gone elsewhere. How do you see him uh, fitting in Tuscaloosa? And, and what are some realistic expectations for him in his first year, maybe two years, given that he's really having to do a whole overhaul right now? I mean, so many guys leaving, he's really kind of starting – uh, from ground zero, it seems like. So what are your thoughts and expectations for him early on as the new head coach at Alabama? Yeah, a week ago, man, when he was announced as the hire, uh, I, I liked the hire originally. You know, I I, I did not foresee it, it being a real a rebuild, as as you phrase it. I, and I totally agree, by the way. I mean, if, if you lose half of your two deep coming off an SEC championship season, then it, it is a rebuild, even at one of the elite programs like Alabama. But – I think it's a very good hire based on uh, who Alabama could land. You know, there there were some other names. Steve Sarkeesian, Dan Lanning are the top two that come to mind. Um, I'd probably place Kalen DeBoer behind those three, those two guys, excuse me, if, if they were hireable. But, you know, Dan Lanning wants to stay at Oregon, and Steve Sarkeesian, it would have been essentially a lateral move, leaving a national championship caliber program at Texas. You know, he was only one win short, too. Of, of getting to that final, and, and he's got Quinn Ewers back. But I like to hire in Tuscaloosa. Um, you know, I I think anything less than the nine wins this season, regardless of the roster, uh, I wouldn't say catastrophic, but it it would be uh, underwhelming. You know, at at Alabama, you don't you don't get any, you know, two or three seasons to uh, sort of formulate a elite team and and then go challenge for it. You're expected to challenge for a SC championship in 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 year one and. I don't know if Kalen DeBoer can do that with the roster he has right now, but man, his his average recruiting class at Washington was in the top 30s, and he's going to yeah. be able to land a different caliber athlete, you know, at Alabama. So he's a he's a master developer <laughs> of talent, and and that's the key here. I'm laughing, Brad, because I'm like, can you freaking imagine if Alabama is 28, <laughs> 24? No, I mean, no, when I you've can't. been one and two. 
cannot. <laughs> I mean, people are always a great developer. I'll get all he's a great coach, but wait a minute. You, if you're a top 30, I mean, this is not going to work. I mean, that's what I'm but saying. But that was at Washington. I mean, it's probably know, a lot harder to get kids to go out to exactly, Seattle, Washington, exactly. than it is going to be Alabama. Right. If, if you sign one five-star every four cycles at Washington, you're, you're doing well. If you sign one every four cycles at Bama, you're not going to last too long. Nah, you won't have a job too long. Well, Brad, Brad, you know, let me just go with this because I kind of segue to what I wanted to ask you. Of course, Brad Crawford is, I guess, a 24-7 sports uh, check his stuff out, a lot of great stuff, including when he put out his way too early playoff uh, expectations or, you know, it's way too early, so it is what it is. And one team uh, called Alabama not there. And yeah. you said you got a lot of hate from a lot of fans and said, are you crazy? Alabama's not, I mean, it's expanded, right? It's 12 teams. Alabama's not going to make it? Yeah, and, and, and that came out Monday, and now, you know, three days later, everybody's like, okay, maybe maybe Brad was right based on this roster. <laughs> um, I, I just think it's very interesting, man. You know, the, the SEC is going to get, at least in my opinion, three teams in this expanded playoff, and I, I've, I've got four initially. Um, I do think the winner of Alabama LSU is going to be that fourth team. So the, the, the three elites I have right now are, you know, Texas, Georgia, and Ole Miss. I, I think Ole Miss is going to be better than Alabama and LSU next season. You know, the return of Jackson Dart is huge. And, you know, Ole Miss's offense is so loaded that they let Quinshawn Judkins walk to Ohio State. You know, they, they gave him what they thought was a fair NIL offer. He wanted more money, so now the Buckeyes got him. And Lane Kiffin says, okay, well, we got a guy behind you that averaged five and a half yards a carry. We'll be, we'll be fine. So, um, the the SEC is, is going to be college football's best conference in, in 2024. Obviously, the Big Ten is going to have something to say with about that. But um, this this is going to be a, a two-conference sport, man, for the next five to ten years in this expanded era. And, you know, a lot of uh, SEC haters were um, always angry when they put two teams in the four-team playoff. Just wait till they get four or five in this in this 12-team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this new uh, playoff uh, setup. I, I think it's going to be pretty neat to see a lot more teams have opportunities, and uh, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Just real quick, I'm just curious, Brad, and I know with the hire of Kalen Bohr, he also brought uh, his offensive coordinator, Grubb. A lot of people were high on him, a guy that Nick Saban actually tried to get here in Tuscaloosa the year prior, uh, but he ultimately ended up staying in Washington. How do you see that? Uh, helping a guy out like Jalen Milrow. I know some people said they're a little concerned because they don't feel Jalen Milrow necessarily fits uh, the scheme that, that Washington ran, you know, or that, that grub and uh, Coach DeBoer liked to run. Do you see those guys actually uh, improving a guy like Jalen Milrow, or do you think this kind of opens things up for another quarterback competition where a guy like Ty Simpson, who decided to stay in the program, might actually see an opportunity given there's going to be a new uh, set of coaches in a new scheme? Yeah, I like I like Ty Simpson a lot, and and I can tell you, Julian saying might be a uh, Bryce Young clone here in a couple of years because he's going to get some excellent coaching from those two guys you mentioned. But getting back to Jalen Milrow, I think if he had Ryan Grubb or Kalen DeBoer as his sort of quarterback developer, say two years ago when he arrived at Alabama, then you know he could he could be that that pocket passing type that they imagined. But um, you know he's he's not the kind of quarterback that that fits directly in the DeBoer scheme. You know, my, Michael Penning, he can move outside the pocket, but, you know, he was a thrower, man. Dalen mm-hmm. Milrow, he's at his best 
um, outside the tackles and, and on the move. So, you know, I I still think, you know, ask me January 18th, 2024, who the quarterback's going to be in the fall. I think it's Jalen Milrow, but uh, we're, we're going to see some guys competing in the spring. You know, I'm – um, I don't. I don't think Bama's against taking a quarterback out of the portal post spring if a you know big name enters. And I'm going to say this too. I don't. I don't want to start a rumor, but if Jim Harbaugh leaves for the NFL, Jalen Milrow in Michigan's offense that's that's like first team All American status. That that's the perfect scheme for him. Whoa. Um, yeah. So that, <laughs> that's 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 just something to watch, man. Michigan's a team that 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 roster it's elite and it's it's going to get raided in the portal. If Harbaugh does jump to the NFL, so they're going to be Alabama maybe in a, in a week. I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, because <laughs> I mean that's going to happen if he takes that job. What well, looks like he's going to take that Georgia job based on what I'm hearing. Again, you know, it's Jim Harbaugh, so you just never know. I mean, sure. he goes and get go in a dark room, and he might change his mind after an hour. But but based on what I'm hearing, that's probably the job for him that he's going to take. And listen, I'm not going to say I disagree with you on a Jalen Miro. Yeah. I mean, because that is the perfect offense with, a, with an offensive line that can run uh-huh. the football and his skill set. I mean, look at J.J. McCarthy, who I don't understand why in the world he's going to NFL. But Same, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't think that's a mistake. But Jalen Miro in that offense, to me, is better uh, you know, than that offense than in DeBoer's offense, if you, if, if you ask me. But yeah, and, uh, you know, and, and Michigan has Donovan Edwards coming back too. You know, a guy that had a thousand yards two years ago. So that 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 could be a really good team if if it had Bill at quarterback. Well, and you you got to remember they also have Alex Orgy who. You know, yep. Jim Harbaugh compared to Jalen Milrow, who they're, Michigan is very high on him. So the, I, I agree. I think they like guys with the skill set of Jalen Milrow because they can they can find a way to you know implement that skill set oh, and, and really be dangerous. So that that is interesting, I, Brad. That you might have you might have put something there right. There. <laughs> you might be your diamond. Roll tide, roll tide. <laughs> What's their thing? Go blue. Oh man. <laughs> oh, let's stop. Yeah, well, but, Brad, man, but one thing, fella, yeah, y'all, yeah, but. One thing, fellas, you don't have to worry about. Bama fans don't don't have to worry about the quarterback position being being non-productive under DeBoer. I think I think being able to convince Grubb to come with him in Tuscaloosa that that might have been a better hire along with Kane Womack than actually getting DeBoer. I mean, because those two coordinators are are very important to you know Bama over the next three to five years. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting um, what they do. And I think when you you talk about you know positions and. You know the competition. You got to think about spring practice, and Christian's been talking about that a lot. I think, I think yeah. we're all excited to see what 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 what's that's going to look like, right? And you know how much of the offense will get installed, how much of of it will we see in the spring? Will it be enough to to say, okay, you know, Ty Simpson, you know, you guys neck and neck, or, or vice versa? You know, uh, it's going to be very interesting. In Tuscaloosa is going to be different. Um, we won't see the ESPN slash SEC network, Nick Saban pink coat. You know, it's like, you know, what is, what is DeBoer going to wear? You know, he looked like he's just going to throw on some, some coaches, bring him some bikes. You know, he's going to put some bikes <laughs> on. <yourself>. So, <laughs> so all this stuff is going to be different. I think uh, a lot of fans are nervous. Uh, I think the word that we could use is nervous, you know, optimism, right? Because I think they, they just don't know right now. They're excited, but yet they don't know. Yeah, we're go- we're gonna know a lot by by week two against USF, and then and then week three going to Wisconsin. Man, that that that's the first huge test for DeBoer, and you know whether or not this roster he has seven months from now is going to get it done or not. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting, man. Brad, we thank you so much, man. We appreciate 
what you do. So I'll let you eloquently tell the folks how they can read your stuff. A lot of good stuff. You want to go look at uh, his playoff prediction right now that you can get mad about Bama fans. Brad, tell them where they can find it. Yeah, thanks a lot, fellas. Uh, B Crawford two four seven on X. Uh, I've, I've got a Facebook account, and you know all my all my content is on CBS Sports and twenty four sevens social media channels. He's got it going on, and he's a girl dad times three, folks. So you know that means you got to be tough skinned, as they say in page one. Oh, you got to be tough skinned. <laughs> Brad, thanks so much, my friend. Thank you, Brad. Hey, thanks, guys. All right, there he is, Brad Crawford twenty four seven Sports. A lot of great stuff. A lot of great work. Big question. What if Jim Harbaugh Christian leaves? Oh, no, everybody's going to be poaching their players. Uh-oh. It's going to be it's going to be the yeah, same be thing poaching, that's happening in Tuscaloosa well, up in uh, was it Ann Arbor, Michigan. Is that where they're going to be like that? Roll Tide! Roll Tide! <laughs> <laughs> you kind of sound like him. I know. Good. That's what he's saying. No, no. Roll Tide! Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right, we're going to a break. Come back. Your response. What do you feel like? Uh, what do you think that Brad said that uh, you agree, disagree? We'd love to hear from you. 205-342-9904. This is the Bill's Edge. We're going to talk. 1.9, a.m. WTBC. Back in a moment. Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hey, everybody, it's Gary Harris, the TGIF edition of the Gary Harris Show on Friday morning at 9 a.m. Adam Amin from Fox Sports. Also, Brett Pritchard with the Auburn Report. All that great music to get you ready for the weekend. And your phone call, that's Friday, on the Gary Harris Show at 9 a.m. Catch the Gary Harris Show Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. Live 24-7. You'll find road and utility crews, tow trucks, law enforcement, and first responders working along Alabama's roadway. We're making improvements and helping our communities stay connected. We're working hard to make sure you're safe on the road. Now we need your help to make sure we're safe, too. Alabama's move over law requires you to move over a lane when you see flashing lights on the roadside. And if you can't safely move over, please. Slow down. Visit drivesafealabama.org. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Transportation, Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this state. This This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to a day's record Thursday on the Tide 100.9, AM WTBC, Carolyn's Boy. Appreciate Brad Crawford, 24-7 Sports. A lot of good stuff saying, hey, Jim Harbaugh leads for the, let's just say the Chargers. <laughs> Maybe they uh, start poaching a guy like Jalen Milrow, who's uh, equipped for that type of offense, if they stay that type of offense, of course. But but I thought that was some uh, something that we'll keep an eye on, see what happens with Michigan. Uh, see, Dr. Crystal talked about that. You know, if that happens, you know, will Alabama now start to do their own poaching, and I would say yes. And you know uh, Captain Morgan, I call him Captain Morgan, the general manager, uh, has some ties with that <laughs> roster. So oh, you, absolutely. You can, yeah, you can expect to see the national champions uh, a roster get uh, get hit pretty hard. It's just messy. Well, so. It's like a shift of, I mean, it's like each team is like, it's like we're going to become Washington and Michigan oh all God. in one and Alabama. And, it's like a three-headed yeah. monster. <laughs> it's so bad, now. The question that I asked before we get into your response to what Brad was saying was, you know, should you be mad at the player if they decide to lose? But this is, you no know, load up for me. One of the 
funniest Alabama fans there is. And uh, I don't think there's anything bad on here. But um, oh God. It's, about, it's about a minute long. Here's kind of how they feel. The normal fan feels about Bama players leaving the program after Coach Saban retired. Here's our good friend, Willie. Willie? Yes? What do you think about all these Bama players headed to the portal? Uh, they, they are crazy. They, they ought to stay right there with Coach DeBoer. That's right. They got to give him a chance. Got to give the man a chance. Just can't run off and leave him. He's been a winner everywhere he's been. That's right. I mean, if you're going to do that, you're going to gonna try to get married and leave the altar and leave your old lady right there. Right there. If you can't commit to something no less than football, then... Yeah, that, you committed to Alabama, you ought to stay with the town. That's right. I mean, good Lord, man. Well, turn your back on the town. That's right. I'm a Malachi <laughs> Moore on that. I can't say what he said, but I'm with him 100%. Nah, if you're a Tide fan, you know what he said. Coach right. DeBoer, we're going to give you a chance. We don't we, care we, what nobody, nobody else. said. And we love you, brother. We pull it for you. We pull it for you. We're going to stand behind you 110%. That's right. If you're on that damn team and you can't stand behind him, stand in front of him. Be a man. Be a man. Go out there and do what you're supposed to do. Do what he tells you to do and get out there and do it. And blip, 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 blip. We don't give a piss about nothing but the tide. Okay, we got out, we got out of that one. I was all real nervous. I thought, I thought Willie was about to, we about to have to. Uh, nah, I listened to it before I said it. But listen. But that's, that is a response of the normal fan, right? Like, you got to support the coach. You you are, uh, or, you know, you're not doing right if you leave. You're messed up. You're wrong. You're a quitter. They're going to use all kind of adjectives if you leave the program. I disagree. I like Willie. He's funny. But you're wrong. But someone said in the chat room that, hey, it's whatever the kid feels comfortable doing. Now, I said earlier. The coaches can do what they want. You heard Brad Crawford say the same thing. The coaches can just up and leave, just leave the living room of a player. Even under leave. contract, because I saw somebody mention contracts. Even, Even under contract. Under contract they right, because they get bought out. The other team will say, hey, how much was this buyout? I, I forget what uh, the boards was. Uh, but they have, 12, maybe? Whatever it was, I mean, they get bought out, and they just leave. They don't say, hey. You know, call the player and, and let the player try to convince you not to leave. They just leave. They make a decision solely based on them. So if you want to call them selfish, do we call Kalen DeBoer selfish? For those that are supporting him, this is just a fair question. Those that are supporting Kalen DeBoer, you're calling him selfish because he just took that group of guys who's a top 30 recruiting class type of team and made it to the biggest show. In college football. He was there. He won the Pac-12 with those guys. And you just leave. You don't give them a full explanation. You don't give them time to kind of sit back and kumbaya. Right? So what I'm saying to you is this, Christian. Why not the players? It stinks. I don't, you know, as a Bama fan, do you like Caleb Downs leaving? No. But you know what? You can't be mad at him. You can't be mad at Isaiah Bond to say, hey, I'm a queen yours. I mean, this is more, I like this passing style offense better than maybe what you're going to do or what we did in years past. And plus, I got a Lumbo. And yeah. I got some cheese. Well, I, I asked I asked the, the folks on, on our YouTube chat, again, if you're tuning in uh, via FM, great. Again, if you're tuning in via the Tide app, great. If you're, if you're 
tuning in via our YouTube channel. Awesome, right? Uh, but I was looking at some of those uh, those chats on YouTube during the break, and somebody was. And I basically just said, like, look, I mean, if you do a job and you know everybody leaves your job, your supervisor, everybody leaves, and you know there's another job with the same profession that offers you a lump sum of money and a, a free Mercedes Benz, <laughs> you know you're going to go. And then I'm seeing some of these people. Respond to what you're saying, basically saying, you know, that's an adult decision versus kid decision, or, you know, but coaches are professionals. But I mean, they're not students, but I mean, students can withdraw from school at any time, like a regular student. I mean, I mean, and again, I'm not necessarily advocating for these guys to do that. Again, if it was me personally, I probably would still put because, you know, look, I'm the type where I want to finish what I started, right? You know, I. You know, take I, I take pride in knowing that one day when there's anniversaries, right? I'll have a place to go back to. I'll have a place that I can go back to and, and call home and know that that's where I played. Like I was talking with somebody the other day, and it's like, man, I, I, the thing I do hate for Bond, even though I know, like he made a decision he felt was best for him, but after cementing himself in Alabama history with that catch, I mean, he would have, I mean, for the rest of his life, man, I mean, he would have been known. For that catch, I mean, I'm talking about years down the, road, down the road, way after he's done playing in the NFL, if he gets that opportunity. I mean, he forever would have that catch that people would remember. And, and I mean, he probably could do autograph signings for years and years, coming back and doing all type of big things just because of that one play, right? Uh, but now, because he left, he chose to leave and go to Texas. I mean, I just don't see him still being able to capitalize off of that years down the road if we're being honest and then I think it was Mike Johnson talking about this and he was just saying like I mean like I, I hate it because these guys aren't going to really have a place to go like where are they going to go for their their reunions right I mean you played a couple years here in the both schools yeah do you go to both schools or like, like a guy like Caleb and I'm not I'm not mad at Caleb at all that's he made the decision that he thought was best but the thing is like he made such an impact early on here as a freshman and then I'm sure he'll make an impact on where he goes next I mean I feel like you know, he's got he's going to have ties here. He's going to have ties in his next school. It's just so different. And I guess, you know, when I was, you know, coming out and being recruited, you always said it's a 40-year decision, not a four-year decision. And I always, you know, thought about that. I always was aware yeah. of that. And I still think about that. And I live by that now as I'm, you know, still, you know, connected to the program and doing a lot of good stuff with Alabama. So, you know, again, it's just different. I, I just I wish people would, you know, kind of see both sides. And the reason I say that is I'm not saying you have to – like what these kids are doing but i just don't like when i'm seeing like i was seeing people talk about caleb downs like trashing him right burning jerseys and all type of stuff and i'm like look man again like he's a young man that and if if he came here to play under coach saban t rob right i mean it, like those people are gone it is a new program i think matter of fact let me bring this up real quick because tia was saying she said uh it was basically about what Caleb, uh, Caleb Downs' dad said. And I wish I had the whole thing that he said, but he basically was explaining kind of the decision that, you know, was made and, and what went into it. Um, but basically, Tia had brought up that, uh, she said, Mr. Corey, your buddy Gary, which is Caleb's dad, said Bama is a brand new program, but his son is about to jump to, to a brand new program. It was a slap in the face of the support staff who stayed and his teammates. What are they? <laughs> basically, nobody's. Is he going to leave every new coach he gets? So... I, I agree. Oh, I mean, it sounds on, like it sounds like you know, it, when when kids face, I'm not gonna say when they face adversity, but when things kind of change, it's like everybody they panic, they need to leave or whatever. But at the same time, he's right when he says it is a new program. I'm telling you, as somebody who's very close and in the program, I mean, 
they've gotten rid of a lot of people. We're not talking about just coaches. I mean, from what I've heard, Amy Bragg, the nutritionist, is not here any, anymore, right? That's huge. Well, I just talked about some of the, the player development guys like Van. He's not here. There's a lot. Like This isn't just like assistant coaches that have left. I mean, when new coaches come in, it's pretty common that literally they clear house. Now, granted, we have Denzel and Chap still on the roster. We talked about that yesterday. Well, we, Recruiting as we speak at Central High School. Which, I mean, I mean, Coach DeBoer had to make them do that, right? Because they know the area. They know these kids, right? So that's the right move. And so we have those guys. But, again, there's a lot of people that have them. So, in theory, this is going to be a different program. It's going to look a lot different. So I don't think that was a slap in the face. Or I don't think that was him being disrespectful. I get that you're saying, yeah, technically he's going to be going to a new program but is he, though? Because I explained, though, remember, when I was coming out, when I was choosing between two schools, Georgia and Alabama, I felt just as close as that Georgia staff as I, as I did the Alabama staff because that's how well I got to knew, know them. When Caleb was coming out, I'm sure he was very close with Ohio State staff or Georgia staff, whatever school was that second school and is his top choices. Um, so, yeah, it's technically new and this whole new you know roster. I agree. You, know, you are kind of leaving behind your brothers. They're probably going to be hurt, but I'm sure – most of them probably understand. And I don't think by any means it'd be an easy decision for somebody like him to leave. He seems like he's got his head on straight. Um, but at the same time, I mean, it's his right, man. I mean, again, like it, it, it whether people want to realize it or not, man, this program's going to look a lot different. It's not just the change in coaches. There's way more that, that has shifted. A lot of people are being replaced as we speak. I mean, we, Robert yeah. Ball, the linebacker coach, just announced that he's not being retained, which I think was expected, but... Now that's been confirmed by him on his Twitter. Listen, you're going to have two coaches from the Knicks staff. That's Gillespie, right? That's Roach. Right. Then you're going to have a bunch of external guys, you know, like, you know, we talked about chat. We talked about guys like that. Um, I think you'll have some of those guys that can still help in recruiting and day-to-day activities and current roster. But you're not going to have a ton of Alabama guys. Because the same reason why they're leaving, why they're leaving, is the same reason, right? He's bringing his guys in because of the relationship, right? It's the same reason at the end of the day T-Rob left. It was because relationship. Not that they didn't love Alabama, enjoy Alabama, but when they came to to a point to choose between Kalen DeBoer and the newness of this Alabama football team and Georgia, Kirby Smart and Will Muschamp relationships. So the same reason you got a lot more Washington people, a lot more people connected. Reason why Womack is here. Womack hired somebody he knew. Another. I mean, it's all relationship. And it's add, all relationship. And add fit to that too, because people aren't considering that when a new coach comes in and schemes change. We talked about this, but I don't think people really take that into consideration enough. How do you fit with these new coaches? Some guys might not feel like they fit the scheme well. That's a very yeah. valid point. If you don't fit a scheme well, that could be detrimental to, to your success or your, you know what I mean? Like your growth as a player. I, mm-hmm. I think that's a very fair point. And not so some guys think about that. We got a lot of messages on our uh, Middle's Edge app we can talk about. We got a ton of messages on our Tide 100.9 free download. Please download that app. Leave your questions and thoughts. As a matter of fact, we'll get to some of those after this break. We're sponsored by Good Friends at the Good Feast Store. America's art support expert. Go by and see Doug's and the good folks over there at Midtown Village. Try before you buy. They'll get you straight for them barking, roo, 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 them barking dogs. I know a lot of you got them corns and, you know, you got all kind of tore up feet, tore up from the floor up like I had. Well, 
Good Feet Store help you get right. I can promise you that. Don't forget to see my friend Reagan. Talk to him last night. Doing well over there. They got the anniversary coming up, I think, in a week down there in Tuscaloosa, 2703 6th Street. The best humidor, best recliners, the best relaxation in the world, nice cigar, best humidor. And if you end up having a pop or two drink, if you will, as they call it, my hood in Pageland, go get your drink, dog. If you want to drink, get some bourbon, best selection in town. That is RR Cigars, RRCigars.com. Go on the website if you're not in the Tuscaloosa area. Quick timeout. We'll get your phone calls. We'll get some app messages as well right here on the Middle's Edge. On the time, 100.9, we're the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy, a few periods of light rain this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 45. Tonight's low, 32. Tomorrow, clearing, breezy, and colder. The high, 38. Saturday, we stay below freezing all day. The sky's sunny. The high at 30. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 42 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. And some harmony will tear the world together. We'll tear them by the hand. I got a hand for you. Welcome back. Carolyn's boy, Hooting the Blowfish, Dash Rucker Thursday here on the Miller's Edge. Let's go back out to our best reader in the state of Alabama, Noah Haynes, as we do every single day. We take messages from the Tide 100.9 app. Love to hear from you there as well. Mr. Haynes, take it away. That's right. Today we got an app message from KJ. He's been, uh, he's got, it says, Alabama has only signed five-star defensive linemen during Saban's tenure, including edge rusher. Uh, part of the reason is schools negatively recruited our three-quarters base defense. Even though we ran more nickel kids, still were afraid of being used to eat up blocks. Do you think we, with simply announcing 425, is our base defense that it may help our recruiting in that position. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 I, th- I think I caught most of it. It's kind of, kind of a lot. Um, I, I think that can be beneficial. I mean, I, I don't – so he's saying the way we played defense, he thought – he's what position are we talking about? D-line, I'm assuming? Noah, did he say defensive line? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, look, you could say that, but at the same time, when you talk about our track record with defensive linemen in the NFL um, – I don't think that hurt us too bad. I mean, because we just list off all the guys that we've had played defensive tackle here, and they played in that two gaps, that two gap scheme that you know strike hands and hips right, and they are actually doing even they're excelling on on the NFL level. So I'm look, I'm sure some guys want to play more of a penetrating front that four two five might allow for some more of that. It's not and it, the thing is, it's not so much about the the uh, person the the whether it's a base 3-4 or base, you know, nickel-type defense, it's more so about the defensive coordinator's philosophy, right? Because in the NFL, I was in a 3-4, but we played with the penetrating front. So it's not so much about 3-4 versus 4-2-5. It's more so about the defensive coordinator's philosophy. With that being said, uh, I'm sure some guys would probably be excited. But from my understanding, I went back and watched some of the defenses from Indiana and um, South Alabama. It's... It's going to be a little bit different. People just say four two five, and again, I think they're just going with the narrative. But if you actually watch it, they, they do some different stuff. Their coverage principles are a lot different. We used to run a lot of man match. From my understanding, it's a lot more straight zone. They don't. This coordinator doesn't really do that man match 
philosophy like Coach Saban did. So that's going to be different for guys in the back end. We'll just have to wait and see. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I, playing it also depends on who, who he has. I mean, you know, what did you secondary? That's they true. Better man covering guys or, you know, no, no, traveling no, guys? No, guy's defense comes from, it comes from his, his, his dad was a longtime coordinator. And from right. what I, I understand, they, they like to run a lot of cover three and cover six. We used to play a lot of, you know. Zone is, zone is definitely much easier to play. I mean, that's, but that doesn't and mean zone is, I don't, is I don't, a lot more less less mistakes, too, by the way, because once you get in the zone. It's, yeah, but it also, you if you're not. If you're defend not, an area, not a person. Yeah, but it also can set up for a lot of big plays if guys are just picking you apart, right? So, again, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, th- that's just the, the truth of it. We'll have to wait and see. I like man match type stuff, if you ask me. I don't because Alabama made more mistakes than anybody in the country, and it's the most delicate. I don't even want to say the word, the wrong choice of word. It is it's the most difficult defense in college football. Nick Saban's defense. One of the things I do look forward with the most Alabama NFL defense, defense is man match, though. It's never, yeah, but it's not to the principles in which he employs. Uh, because we ran two man, four man, especially in the red zone. We were straight two man. We're a zone team, New York football Giants. And he lost Taylor. You know, we ran. Pepper Johnson linebackers. We were big guys. We weren't very fast, four, six, four, seven guys. But we we know how to pattern match in zone two and, and in zone four, right? And and that's why I always said when they went went bunch a lot. When we faced bunch last year, the last few years at Alabama, they always left somebody open. As just recently as the national championship game on the fourth and two, that basically cost them the game. They stopped that play. They win, right? They playing for a national championship. Like, that is easy to me. Caleb Downs was a guy that really the mistake was made there. But the thing is, that could be so much more simplified. And and then we pattern match in the NFL, but it's a lot more simple. Let's take one more call before we get top down break. Uh, Noah, let's get to uh, Andre. Andre, you up next. Welcome in. Hey, what's going on, man? What's up, what's up? Andre? All righty, all righty, man. I'm the preacher of joy, pain, sunshine, and rain. <laughs> oh, I like that. Hey, what's going on though, man? I just want to I just want to say a few things, man. I I've, I've been watching y'all, you know, for the last couple of weeks and I really enjoyed y'all, man. Uh, a Thank lot you. of these podcasts, man, they they talking heads, but I like people who can really give me information who actually played the game and know what they're talking about. So I really enjoy y'all, man. I just want to give y'all y'all flowers because Y'all doing a great Research. job, and I really enjoy it, man. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate My, that. Yeah, man. Uh, what, what I've noticed, man, you know, I may say some things that y'all may not totally agree with, but Nick Nick Saban really, there was no perfect way for him to lead. If he had a state and did a victory tour, it still would have been all those 2025 recruits been like, no, we out of here. He gone. We gone. Right. So True. it really wasn't a perfect way for him to lead. You know, a lot of people don't like the way he left. Then I heard, you know, one of the um, former Bama players on Twitter, he was like, you know, you should have stayed or whatever because uh, you was almost there. But at the same time, these guys came to play for Nick Saban. Right. So, you know, I, I get it from both angles. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and then with the Caleb Downs thing, man, to me, that kid don't come across, and this is me, he don't come across as somebody that is all about money. I keep seeing people talk about money, money, money with this kid. He just, he seems like he come from a good family where it's not about money. He's looking more for structure and stability. And when Nick Saban left, he lost that. 
So, yes, sir. You know, that's just how I feel about it. So, fans are like, to me, I think Alabama is getting ready to go through something catastrophic. I know people don't want to hear that. I just think they're going to go through something catastrophic. And I don't know. They're going to lose really all the bandwagon fans. That's going to happen. <laughs> the casual fans going to have to hold it together. Yeah, <laughs> because no, they're not used to what's about to happen, man. And things, some of the things they're gonna see. That's just my opinion. You know, everybody got an opinion. They like buttholes. Everybody got them. But <laughs> man, it just, you know, it just seems like it's gonna be catastrophic, man. Because they, the fans are not used to some of the things that's going on now. Just wait till once the season starts and everything, you know. So. We hope. I think, that, you know, Andre, I think they'll come out of the spring A day a little bit more optimistic. And I think they'll like what they see. And I think yeah, I caution, you know, fans because it's just spring practice, right? You know, so, you know, I don't think you can get too high, nor should you get too low. But, All right. you know, I, th- I think what's going to happen, and I, I don't disagree with anything that you said, but I will say my little pushback would be the fact that. We watch watching Michigan, and we watching some of these other teams. After the spring, we know that the portal will open back up. So those guys that they did lose, I think you're gonna have some guys that they didn't have. That maybe they didn't want them, but this staff may want them, and they're gonna have a chance to get some veteran guys that have some valuable snaps and time that could come in and and fill spots that they really need. They just gotta hold most of this thing together because I looked at potential starters on both sides of the ball. They still got dudes now. After all they lost, right. they still got dudes. So if they can keep wow. the core group together and then go and pluck from here or there, which they have, right? They have Jamison Williams in Ohio State. They've got Vanderbilt, you know, NFL Jameer guy. Gibbs. They got Jameer Gibbs who's playing in the NFL right now to play. They have done that. So if they're very strategic in plucking from other trees Right when they start, to, the leaves start to fall because it's going to happen after the spring. Then I think they may be all right based on what they're trying to do offensively and defensively. As Christian, of course. All right. When those guys get to the NFL, like Isaiah Bond, are they going to be welcome into the little Bama pitcher group reunion? <laughs> That's a good. Now, now, the the players aren't going to have too much of issues. I'll I'll be honest with you, because players understand, man. There might, you know, some guys might feel way, but honestly, most guys get it because they're all in the same in the same boat. But uh, I guess that is going to be awkward, right? I mean, when you do those uh, those NFL picks, the Bama alum picks. I mean, (laughs) there's going to be there's going to be some decisions made. That's a good point, Andre. Good point, man. We got a break, Andre. Thanks for the phone call. Appreciate the kind words, too, yeah, man. Hope man. you stay with hey, us, bro. We got a lot of good stuff coming. Yes, sir. Good Thank stuff, you, sir. Bro. God bless you, Andre. Appreciate him. All right, quick time out. This hour, we'll hear from Stephen M. Smith, get his comments. We'll continue this conversation on the flip side of the break. This is the Bill's Edge. We're going to tie 100.9, AMW TBC. We'll be back in a moment. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Nick Cope. Steelers coach Mike Tomlin said he expects a contract extension with Pittsburgh to get done in a timely manner. Tomlin added they will look outside the organization to hire a new offensive coordinator, and they plan to bring in competition for starting quarterback Kenny Pickett. 
After the Cowboys announced yesterday they were sticking with Mike McCarthy as coach for next season, McCarthy said today that Dallas is close. We have established a, a championship program. It's just not the world championship yet. Uh, we know how to win, but we have not crossed the threshold winning playoff games. But I, I know how to win. We will get over that threshold. NFL media reports Bill Belichick will have a second interview this weekend with the Falcons. The Ravens have signed running back Dalvin Cook to the 53-man roster. He'll play Saturday against the Texans and the NBA announced it has postponed Friday's Warriors-Mavericks game in light of the passing of Golden State assistant coach Dayan Milijovic. Tune in to Tide. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. All right. to go right here on the Miller's Edge on the Tide 100.9 12.30 a.m. WTBC. Hope you're enjoying your Thursday sunny afternoon here. I understand that the snow's off the ground down in Tuscaloosa. The ice is gone and people can travel safely. Well, it's been kind of pretty here in South Carolina um, in the 50s and sunshine. And we always uh, will take that for the winter time. Many thanks again to our good friend Brad Crawford of 24-7 Sports. Uh, talk to him about Alabama and where they are right now. Talk to him about the transfer portal in case you missed that. Of course, just always you can re-rack the extra in its entirety. But we'll try to pull those interviews, too, to keep shortening some that you can always go back and listen and respond on X or whatever social media outlet that you use. 205-342-9904. Responsible by our good friends at the Good Feet Store. America's art support experts. And... Um, Appreciate them being a big, big sponsor of the Miller's Edge. So, I just was reading uh, Coach Bala. I never met him. Uh, you know, he was saying basically goodbye to the Tide. And, and you heard me say a couple, even a couple of weeks ago, I, I think as fans of the game, of a team, we, we really get uh, and forget about, I should say, of the people that, this decision affects, right? Nick Saban's decision affects so many. And so many that we don't really care about, let's just be honest, or think about, you know, guys like Bala and, and others. Uh, you mentioned a nutritionist to others uh, that are a part of of Alabama that we we sort of just kind of let that go. And uh, they got to go find another job and, and things like that. So hopefully uh, you would uh, just really just, Think about those those people that's in the program that I know we always talk about the players and we, we, we respond to the players and the coaches, but there's so many other people that mean so much more and, and you know, about winning uh, at these programs that they never really get talked about. So I thought some prayers really are with, with them because, uh, as you said, Christian, I know you hated your friends with some of these guys and uh, now they're not being retained by the new coaching staff kind of stinks, but... But it's part of it. We said it's going to happen at Washington. It's going to happen at Arizona. It's going to happen at South Alabama. And it's probably getting ready to happen uh, at Michigan, um, which is kind of sad. So it is. this is the new age college football is where we're at. You can like it, dislike it. It's about the money. Uh, it's about taking the next best opportunity. Say what you want. Caitlin board did the same thing. Uh, he had a chance to, to go fall behind a legend and, uh, the GOAT and Nick Saban, what an opportunity. Uh, that's something that's going to be talked about for the rest of life, right? 
who took the place of Nick Saban. He will be his name will be in the life book of football because I mean it's a tough job. So you know, not mad at him. But my point was early. You know, you can't be mad at the players if you're not going to be mad at coaches because they basically take full advantage of leaving when they want to leave. They use these situations for raises. These agents like Sexton, Jimmy Sexton, take advantage of it. They play the game to get other people raises, all this money. Um, but yet we want to sit here and we want to annihilate the athletes when when they've been prostituted. Yes, I'm using this word. They've been prostituted for years and decades. But yet now we want to... Uh, you know, rip them to shreds on social media when they decide to do something different. I mean, we could have said exploited, but I mean, that, that works too. Just a stronger, you know, stronger <laughs> adjective. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I just heard back from Shank, like right now. Um, Who? Shank. Let me see if oh, I Oh, Alfonso? Yeah, Alphonse. But yeah, let Are me. You gonna uh, put him on? I'm gonna see if it, let me see if he can come on in the next. Uh, I got, we got Stephen M. Smith, by the way, at 1 30. So anytime. You can work around that. This is live yeah, radio at its best, folks. 205-342-90. Let's go to a couple of app best. Noah, the best friend in Alabama. Can I talk to you, sir? Oh, yes, indeed. What we got? I know we got some messages. Yeah, wait, I know Noah, you're sitting Noah's there. not. Oh, either, either, either Noah didn't have his coffee this morning or he done like Darius. Well, I got to so get him going. He's no, just no, dragging he's, on. He's jamming in the, in the, behind the booth. Man, I'm not, Noah, sorry. I'm not going to lie. I'm dragging a little bit today, too, so I'm just giving you a hard time. Y'all, y'all too young to be dragging. Know what we got in the app message? Yes, yes, yes. We've got we've got quite a few. I'll I'll read this one off first. Uh, from Coach Pass, he says, "How soon do you think Coach DeBoer got on the phone with the guys that Saban was recruiting? Heard that five-star guy out of Enterprise said he has not heard from the new coach. That, if true, is not good. Definitely not good. We think we touched on that just a little bit yesterday. But how fast did he get on the phone with those guys? Uh, I mean, probably not, not fast, fast enough. enough. Yeah, I mean, if if somebody said that. Now, granted, these guys." When I say these guys, I'm talking about Coach DeBoer and his staff, Captain Morgan, as uh, <laughs> Dad calls them. I mean, look, I mean, they're busy. They've got their hands full. I mean, they're they're trying to work out getting here. Hire, they're in the hiring process. They still have two uh, on-field coaching positions that they need to fill, right? The thing, they've got a linebacker spot and a special teams coordinator that they haven't hired yet. So they're busy. My only thing I would say is th- you got to have somebody doing it, whether it's the people that are still on staff here, retained, which we're seeing that now. We just saw... Denzel Duvall, who's player development, former Alabama football player. Josh Chapman, former football player, player development. Uh, I, I heard HaHa was on the road. I didn't see any pictures. My best friend and, and current analyst, Jamie Mosley, who was retained, former Alabama football player, on the road, right? So now they got the right idea, and I don't know if it was because <laughs> that comment or what, but those guys are on the road. I'm sure they're on the road again today. I think I just saw another Well, they, they, you don't think they listened to me yesterday? Uh, I highly doubt they had enough time to listen to our show, but man, oh, they, if, they, if they did, they, they, they got this. Yeah, if they did, good for them. Because again, we said it though. I mean, you got to have people with these ties that know these kids already know the area. They gotta, they gotta be on the job, and that's what we're seeing. So that's the right move. Uh, I know a lot of people keep seeing people uh, want Ha Ha to be the the secondary coach, or uh, I guess he would be. Well, they just hired the Buffalo coach that he's going to work with. Was it safeties or what? So I guess there's another spot, but. That would be cool to see. Um, I don't think, I mean, that'd be HaHa's first uh, coaching gig. So that'd be a hell of a gig for no, his first coach, one. Man. He didn't play no, I know he's a good coach. He's a, he's a yeah. pro bowler. No, dude, that's my, that's my guy. Uh, no, yeah. I, no, I think I'm just saying, but let's just call a spade a spade. No, knowing how, how these these coaches and I'm, you know, that, I, don't, I don't know. We actually see them out there at practice working with guys on he the used side. He with not... Caleb Downs after practice every, every day. Yeah. 
I mean, he does that do. stuff, but he, dude, he's a great dude, man. Great. I mean, he's a huge, plays a huge role. And that's, that's why I'm happy. I know I was saying yesterday, I was like, man, you better retain those guys. Well, they, hopefully they, they listen or they already had that in place. No, they, they, they listen. I promise they listen. <laughs> listen, uh, as we're sitting here talking, hey, can we do, hey, Noah, do we have like a, and another one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, we've got, yeah, give me we've got another app message here from Tony. He's got, uh, he wants you to do a little thinking here. He said, I know yesterday we were talking a lot about the transfer portal, still talking about it today. He says, guesstimate where in the SEC UA falls as far as NIL slash collective money. Like, where would you think they would rank as far as how much they have? Well, a guy, a guy called us yesterday and said they were third, right, in the country. Oh, uh, he uh, said in revenue. I think he said in revenue. How much money yeah. we made? But now but it was, nil, I can tell you, they're not that high. You, so what's interesting is I, I didn't get a chance to say this yesterday, but you say that, but I've also been told that we have a lot of money in nil at our disposal. They don't they? Don't I, I've been? That's, that's what I was told by people just, very, just, okay. very well connected. So, but I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I don't. I don't know. That's just what I was told. I, I wish there was a figure that we could just pull up, but there, unfortunately, there's not, not going to be a figure. Like, I know, but, but I'm just telling you from someone that works. Do this right now, right? Raise, but you're with South this. Carolina, though. It what? don't matter. But I, I'm telling you. But when you talk to other people throughout the conference in the country, how this stuff works. And let me just say this: but I these talk to numbers that is connected them, to it, though. That's what I'm saying. I, I, they I don't. don't that, the if they, okay, just say they do. And if they do have that kind of money, they should not be losing these guys. No, no, but no, but what I was going, to, you didn't let me finish. The thing was, though, I just said they had. I was told they had the resources. I didn't say they were paying it out. I don't. We were, we're, That's not listen, very smart. But l- listen, let me finish. We're not definitely. We weren't paying it out. I know for a fact we weren't paying the most money. I also was told that we don't pay a lot of nil money. I was, so we have a lot of because NIL of money. Nick's, because of Nick saving, Thank but they're going you, to have you, to you, pay. Okay, now. You, you finished it for me. That, that's what I was going to say. We didn't have to necessarily pay as much because we were able to use Coach Saban and being coached by Coach Saban and playing for national championships year in and year out to our advantage. We don't have that anymore. Okay. So I think we will see us utilizing those resources much more. That's all I was saying. All right, I'm, let me get back to that message real quick because I don't have to do much thinking. They're, they're probably not as high as Christian is saying. Let me just tell you that. You know, people think that people think that because of Alabama, but they don't have that chinga-linga-linga like you're saying. This is why. Let me tell you the answer. Listen to me online and on air. There's a reason that Greg Byrne goes on the Paul Feinbaum show, and you know what sweatshirt he's wearing? Yay, Alabama. Yay, Alabama, who is a collective of the University of Alabama. There's a reason that Aaron Suttles is right after the Rose Bowl asking people to give money because they need the money. Because they want to be, they know they got to be able to compete if they're going to stay here. Now, let me just tell you as one that works in the collective, Right? The money that you're hearing, someone called me last night, oh, uh, uh, Caden Prop's going to get $2 million to go back to Iowa. No, he isn't. No, there's not, but maybe a couple of quarterbacks in the country that got real money, okay? You can offer kids certain things. A lot of times these offers, I'm telling you, come from collectives that has zero to do with the school. The coaches may not even know if they do it or not sometimes. I'm just telling you. So, Yes, several hundred thousand, maybe, likely, but there's not this money that you're hearing on internet is false, and there are people that have no idea 
how this stuff works. Yeah, no, no, no. I work I, in I, it. Even Greg Burns said that. Like, those numbers that you are, are definitely inflated. The numbers, and they'll, they'll say this. Oh, we got to pay me. No, you don't. That's not how it works. And these kids don't get all that money at one time. You try to spread it out. You try to do it in a yearly thing or a quarterly thing. There's different ways you can do it. Yeah, that's So all I, the stuff that you hear from NIL, all the stuff, with these, this is false and it's, and it's wrong. I'm just telling you that. Yeah. So... So Alabama, to answer the question, is probably six, five, or six in the, in the SEC because in the I, they SEC? don't have they don't have the money that Texas have. Five. They don't have. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. They don't have the money that Texas A and M have. Okay. They don't have the money that Tennessee has. They don't have the money that Florida has. Really? That's Florida. Florida? Yes, Florida, Florida got a lot of. Them. If you go look, Alabama is a small state, and they yes, they are spread out. But these big states, they got millionaires. Tons of them. They got but, billionaires. But we also have people connected to us that aren't just in I, I, Well, I just said that. They're outside the state. But still, Christian, I'm telling you how this stuff. And they are not there yet. They got to raise the money. Texas? Yeah, I mean, I'll be the first one to tell you. I don't have a, a solid number. I can't tell you. And I'm, that's fine. I agree. So I'm just telling you. So I'm telling you, I'm jumping on the Greg Burns. You better give. You better. There's, five, there's even a student for five dollars. A student can pay five dollars and, and help out. Get see because how this stuff works. But let me ask this. So let me ask this. So why why is it always like we're having to raise it from like our fans? Like, like what about all the TV money? I'm I'm jumps it's against it's against the rules. That's against the rules. Yeah, the school can have nothing to. So that's why. So the school, the okay, school, so school can have can nothing to do with NIL, but okay, we that know answers, that they that all answers do. my question because okay. th that makes me feel better because I'm not going to lie. It kind of, I always just like, why are we just asking and asking and asking from all these people that it's might gotta not have the fans. money? It's got to come from fans. It's got to come from But boosters. I'm like, we make all this money. Like, why can't we, we use that? But that makes sense. Here's the thing. The model that is, is employed is not sustainable. And this is what I talked to about our collective, Carolina Rise, right? It's not sustainable to keep going to boosters. And South Carolina has a small booster, like a compared to the other schools I just talked about. We got some people that's billionaires and some money, but you can't keep going back to those same people asking for money to pay kids. Right. And everybody has to give something. And to me, what I'm implementing is a business model. Uh, we're creating business models to be able to support NIL, right? So people like to spend money and buy something or get something, but they ain't that so much about giving it to you. Right, so you gotta, what's sustainable is a business model or more little fish paying $10 than, than 100 big fishes, right? So if you got all these fans, but they just give a little bit, man, that money expands. And here's the bottom line, guys, it ain't one time, it's every single year. This stuff is just recurring. And, and, and so this is a hot mess. I'm going to tell you more about it because I don't think people understand what really happened. We got some phone calls. I'm going to promise we'll get to you next break. We got uh, Stephen and Smith coming up. 205-342-9904. We'll get to those and some more of your messages. But Alabama got to raise their game because at the end of the day, there's more people on these rosters that's going to be moved by the cheese than the relationship. Caleb Downs not one of them dudes. He's a good dude. Uh, money, a lot of guys, money definitely still is involved. Don't don't money, money, is, money is the root and it rules all of this stuff. The bottom line. We got a quick break. Be back in a moment.
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy, a few periods of light rain this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 45. Tonight's low, 32. Tomorrow, clearing, breezy and colder. The high, 38. Saturday, we stay below freezing all day. The sky's sunny, the high at 30. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 42 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. I was up in New York City just the other week. Welcome back. It's Rockin' Thursday, Carolyn's Boy. Head out to the phone line, show 5342-9904. Let's speak with Coach West. Thank you for being so patient, Coach. Welcome in. How you guys doing? Doing well, doing Coach. How's it going? Oh, I can't complain. What is, I mean, I'm a new listener, and um, I have to sit back and say I enjoy listening to you guys. I enjoy listening to you guys and TNT listening to Charles Barkley and Shaq. You guys are on that level for me. Oh, man. No, that, that's some high praise. Now, high hold praise. on. Now, I don't know if you can well, get that. <laughs> we appreciate well, that. Well, the thing of it is, is, I love listening to those who know what they're talking about and who have been in it. So you can't, if you don't have no scars, how can you tell me how to heal? Mm. Dang. That's the way I look at it. Respect. No. I, I think that's when a I shirt. Can... Like, I need to put a t-shirt or a hoodie. If you have no scars, how can you tell me how to heal? Wow. Yeah, that, that was I tough. That's a good caption. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, when I think about these guys leaving, I sit back and think, you know, when I see where they're going, it's just like, you know, they've been left. So the quickest place to go to is some place that you're familiar with in the same culture, which yep. is going to be Georgia and Texas. And I can't be upset with those kids because it's like, you know, if something happens, you go stay at your uncle's house. And your uncle's the closest thing to the comfort and the culture that you're used to. Mm. And that's what's happening. But I live all the way up north in the Pittsburgh area. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if um, if the Alabama doesn't start paying money, they're going to end up like the Steelers. The Steelers don't really pay money because everybody's used to coming to Pittsburgh because of what Pittsburgh brings. Wow. But That's now fair. you've got a lot of D talent and expecting an, an, um, an A output, and it's not working. And granted, the coach is doing well, but everybody's tired of just the same old thing. And that's what scares me the most, like, you know, keeping that kind of culture or what kind of culture is uh, the boy bringing in. Because some of these guys probably seen him when he came in. Like, yeah, that's one thing. But I, I uh-uh. And that's probably what just pushed him away. Like, money's one thing, and it's always going to be there. But that comfort and that culture is going to be different. Yeah. No, and I, I think you know, that's, that's a valid point. Another thing I'll, I'll throw in there, too, you know, that comfort, familiarity with those coaching staffs that they were heavily recruited by. But I'll also <laughs> say, if, if, you know, when they come to Alabama, they, you know, basically they relate Coach Saban to competing in national championships. I know you relate yeah. Alabama to winning national championships, but realistically, as yeah. we're learning, it's mostly Coach Saban. Now that Coach Saban's gone, they're already kind of, you know, a little hesitant. They get the new coach, and I know he just played for a national championship, but they're not too familiar with him because he's, you know, it's probably probably one. He probably didn't recruit too many of them. He was on the other side of the map, right? So then they're kind of like, right. all right, we got to feel him out. But then take it one step further. All these other guys on their team are hitting the portal. I hate to say this, but now these guys that are basically trained to compete for championships, they almost probably feel, hey, we might have a better shot in the next year or two of winning a championship at a place like Georgia. Ohio State, maybe even Texas, than Alabama right now. I hate to say that, but just given the circumstances of what we're going through, that's just kind of a fact. Those places are a little more stable. They they have just as much, if not more, talent now that we've lost so much and a little more stability. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Well, the one thing I'll sit back and say, 
Christian, you've been in it, and you know what it's like. So you got to sit back and think, there's a quarterback that left and came up here to pit. Right. And I'm sitting back thinking, like, I think he was a freshman. Like, when you walk in the pit compared to Alabama, what's going to change for you? Like, how everything is ran, how everything goes. I said, and we've seen a lot of kids who've left who haven't been a part of, you know, Saban's descendants. Mm-hmm. And they go places, and they're, not, and they're not successful at all because they're used to a certain level and a certain standard. And a lot of these places, and I hear so many ex-players talk about, you know I mean, the standard of Alabama is so much greater than most places, and that can throw a kid off. And that's the thing that some of these kids have to look at, and that's probably why some of these kids are leaving, like, is the standard still going to be the same? Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. And I, and I think, too, uh, you know, Coach, all kids can't leave either because here's the reality of it. They, all these kids are not wanted. I know because it's Alabama right. and they were the four-star or whatever, yada, yada, yada. But the reality is some of these kids are not wanted, and therefore they might, they're going to stay and, and say, well, I'm here, so maybe I give myself a better opportunity, right, at this place. But kids like Caleb Downs and Isaiah Bond and all these other kids that have already started at Alabama and been productive, guess what? The sky's the limit for those guys, and, and, and they're right on point what Christian is saying. That they're saying we don't know. It's just that hidden fact that you don't know. I, I, I can like his record. I can like what Wikipedia says about said guy, but I don't know what it's going to be here. You know, so I'm going to take my talents and do it somewhere else where I feel like they are more established. But, but listen, that's just the way of the world now. I, I got my questions on what what nil or what money should look like. I agree that all these kids should all get paid, but I don't think it should be an open door. Uh, you know, if you're going to do that, you got to get away from, you know, amateurism and make it professional. Well, I mean, Saban already told him from the beginning what it was going to be like. And everybody yeah. dogged him out at all. He don't know what he's talking about. He's getting jealous. And everything he said has come to come to fruition. They should have listened. I mean, Hopefully he'll, he'll, he'll get on the board and talk more about it and have something to do with <laughs> fixing this thing. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Well, and, and another right thing. Now, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you get it. Go ahead. No, and I was going to say, uh, Corey, I mean, I, I like your approach because I'm the same way. You know what I mean? I know everybody may not like it and think you're just being a little too hard, but you got to hit them right between the eyes, and I love it. Well, bro, it's like <laughs> my my parents always told me about tough love, right? And uh, if I if I can, like today, think about the switches that was pulled off the tree and the belt buckles and the church shoes that had the thick, you know, the thick heels. <laughs> that I got hit with and I thought my parents hated me but it did me really well today and I'm very thankful God rest their soul so appreciate you brother no I appreciate you guys too keep doing your thing yes sir thank, thank you man you, coach. there you go that's Coach West out there in Pittsburgh uh, PA Coach Tomlin uh, gonna get a contract extension by the way Shannon Sharp said he should be out Shannon Sharp, man, he was tripping Shannon that James take that's hate that's, that's, that's hate yeah, I hate he, that he man. lost I me with that, that one all right, we got to get a break. Come back. Stephen M. Smith is not A. I know a lot of you want A, but this is the M, local legend. It is on words. He'll speak it right here on the Tide 100.9, a.m. WTBC Tide, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Have a great the break, will you? Back in a moment. Trust your trophy, man. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to the Miller's Edge. 
on this day it's rocking Thursday. Careless Boy is the name of that album. Don't you love the fact that he uses South Carolina? Ain't nothing finer. You like that, Christian? Yeah, I do. You yeah. got to rep the roots, yeah. man. We do that down here in the South CAC. Let's get out to the guest line sponsored by... Um, it could be you. It could be you. <laughs> it could be you. Speaking, it could be you. Yeah, speaking of that, I was about to say, we, we don't plug that enough, but now that we've extended to two hours, just so you guys know, if you guys enjoy the show, if you own a business, you know anybody that owns a business company, anything like that, you want to advertise or you want to be a partner of the show, Slash podcast. Number. Yeah, let us know. Contact us. I'm not giving my phone number out, but you can always reach us at millersedge.com. <laughs> There's a contact portion there. The Miller's Edge at mm. Outlook.com. Email, email us there, and uh, we'll get with you on that. We'd love to add some more partners to the show. So that being said, I think we do have Stephen M. pulled up. I'll let you intro him. You do it the best. I don't think I can I can top your intros for Stephen M. Well, thanks, son. I'm glad you are a realist. It's time now for the man in 50 grand. He is a local legend in Tuscaloosa, T-Town Tide. He covers them better than anybody. He is the one that if he wanted to break the news, he could, but he's about the news. He wanted to tell you all the ins and outs, and that's what he's here to do for us today. His name, Stephen M., is not the A. He's M. He's Stephen Miller Smith is what we call him in his own words. Touchdown, Alabama Magazine. He's an alumni. He loves the Tide, and he loves being with us on Thursday. Stephen, welcome to the show. Happy to be here, guys. Fantastic Thursday. A lot's happened. A whirlwind of information. Uh, hopefully when we get to spring ball, a lot of this will come all the way down, but I'm happy to be here. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. You done went right. You done went. You, I mean, I like the spring because I, you know, I don't like the cold. All the, the decade I spent in the NFL with the Giants in Minnesota was freezing. So I like the spring because it's like the sun's out, guns out. And that's kind of what Christian doing. If he was on the app, you can see that he got like Miami Vice shirt on. But um, I got a tank top so on to work out, man. Relax. Uh, man. I mean, on, he man. got tattoos and a big old gold chain. He looking like Kool Aid McKenzie sitting up in there. <laughs> no, no, well, listen. Hold on. His, 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 his was a diamond. He got his, his are diamond. Whoa, whoa. And is it way bigger than these? Hold on now. Look, I'm going to say this. In Christian's defense, though, in Christian's defense, He's rocking a bit better than Kool-Aid, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Kool-Aid, I can rock Kool-Aid. This is too big, man. Way yeah, Kool-Aid got some big old shiny thing. All right, man, listen. We hadn't really talked to you much uh, about all this stuff. A lot has been happening over at Malmore, uh, from Nick Saban retiring to introduction of a new coach, Kalen DeBoer, to uh, players. Uh, you know, I called it the exodus. People thought I was very uh, mean when I said that, but it's been just that. By the way, we just... Another defensive back just just went in the portal. I'm just drawing a blank. Wait, just really? There. Stephen probably would tell us. Yeah, yeah as Jameer, we were speaking so, here a couple so minutes ago. Jameer, Jameer Grimsley, one of the defensive backs that signed in this 2024 class, Grimsley has just put his name in the portal. How do you do that, Stephen? Is he uh, so yeah. he's early enrollee? He, Jameer Grimsley is an early enrollee. He's one of the guys that decides to enroll early. He's one of the seven uh, defensive backs that signed in this class, but now it appears uh, Grimsley has put his name in. Uh, that was right, that's so that's, he, he that's was kind of breaking for, news for you. He was on campus for two weeks, three weeks. Dang, did he, even, did he even take a class yet? Look, 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 basically for a cup of coffee and a biscuit. <laughs> Dude, he, he stopped my Lloyd to go get a Chick-fil-A biscuit oh. like I used to do every day before a class, and then he's out here. Goodness. Oh, God. I mean, I'm not yeah. laughing at it. 
I mean, this is this is it's going to work itself out. I know it will. I know, but, but Steve, let's get right to it though. I mean, you get you hire a guy from the I call it the left coast, Pacific Northwest, and Kalen DeBoer. You can't despite twenty five and three. You can't do, you can't despise you know what he's done. Pac twelve coach of the year, all that good stuff. But and oh wait, wait, he's not he just got a, I think Stallings coach of the year. I think it was like national. Whatever, he's done it all. His record is impeccable. You can't deny it. You can't hate on that. My point is, though, it's still a problem to this locker room, and we're seeing the evidence of it. And and I know former players speaking out, current players are speaking out, but it don't seem to be able to slow anything down. What's happening? Well, well, well right now, of course, for for all the players that have left, is the, they didn't come to Alabama to play for the program. They came to play for Nick Saban, and they came to play for he's the one with the straw hat. He's the one with the whistle around his neck. He's the one chewing your butt out. That's who they came to play for. It. They came to play for Nick Saban. So when Saban decided to retire and step off to the side in a different role, for a lot of these players, their mind becomes, okay, if he's not coaching me, if he's not developing me or teaching me, is Alabama really Alabama? Is this place really what it, what it is if Nick Saban's not the one coaching me? That's what's going on in the mindset of a lot of these young men who have chosen to transfer out of here. To the ones who have stayed, uh, they're committing to the absolute program of the culture, the pageantry, the dynamics here of the Alabama football program. So you're kind of getting a, uh, a, a mixture of uh, who committed to the program versus who committed to just the you know, head coach Nick Saban. But when you look at what Kangan DeBoer has done, Yes, he's never been a, a guy in the South, but the coaches that he has hired, when you look at bringing in Kane Womack from South Alabama, you bring in Maurice Linguist from Buffalo, there's word out there that Kane Womack is also bringing his strength coach from South Alabama, uh, Matt, Matt Shedd, from uh, Matt Shedd with him from South Alabama. These hires being made by DeBoer, all of these guys, have strong SEC ties, whether it's Womack, whether it was Womack who was a, a fullback in Arkansas, he was at Ole Miss as a coach. Uh, of course, now at South Alabama, wasn't South Alabama what he was able to do recruiting-wise down there. When you look at uh, Matt Shadad, who was the strength coach at South Alabama, he spent time in the SEC, whether it was LSU as a strength and conditioning intern, Ole Miss, the conditioning coach, Maurice Linguist, who spent time in Mississippi State as a safeties coach in A&M, Texas A&M as a cornerbacks coach. He's getting guys in here who know the South, who can recruit the South and have ties to the South. I think the biggest thing for the board, and I've said this just in my mind, remember when Nick Saban first got here and he had to get Julio Jones to believe in him. When Julio came in 2008, that got everyone thinking, okay, Saban's the real deal. He got the biggest name in the state and arguably the biggest recruit in the country to commit to him. Kangan DeBoer is in this exact same situation. If he can get Ryan Williams, the biggest player in the state, Ryan Williams arguably the biggest player in the country, to get back on board and commit to him, uh, this may solve a lot of stuff. Wow. Well, I was about to say, I mean, it sounds like, so you think history might repeat itself. You talk about I, I, Coach Saban and Julio. Now, I, I'm, 
I'm telling you, Christian, I grew a huge history buff here. When you think about it, when Coach Saban first came, he was not a South guy. He was Michigan State, Toledo, NFL. He was not a South guy until he came to LSU. And then he was not really a Bama guy either. And the Colts was controlled by Auburn and recruiting for a long time until Julio Jones said yes to Nick Saban. And that's when people start to say, Maybe the Saban hires the real deal. Maybe the Saban hires about something. He got Julio to commit. Now here's Kang and DeBorg. The thing is, he's not from the South. He's never been here. He's never recruited here. Yes, he's starting to hire coaches that have ties. But if he gets Ryan Williams to come on board, you're going to start seeing some buzz on that end. That's interesting. And, I mean, I do think that could definitely help things out. Uh, tremendously now, if, if, if I'm not mistaken, they did have boots on the ground recruiting in Mobile. I'm sure they, they went and visited uh, with him. So I know he's definitely a guy that they really uh, would like to lock up and they probably need to at this point. See, I want to ask, you talked about all these coaches that, that they've hired. They still got, uh, I think, the linebacker position that's still uh, waiting to be filled. Uh, Coach Baller just announced that he will not be retained. And then also special teams coordinator, I think uh, that one needs to be filled as well. Do you have any names in mind? Look, you were actually spot on. When we asked you about the head coaching search, you mentioned Coach DeBoer of Washington, and that's indeed who they hired. Um, so do you have any word on any any names for a special teams coordinator or a linebacker coach or any other coaches that might be added to this coaching staff to, to help round things up? Now, I'll say this. As far, as far as special teams coach guys is concerned, uh, I know DeBoer brought in uh, his tight ends coach from Washington, uh, I have not heard um, on uh, Joe Cox in terms of uh, have they done completely away with him because if they have not, I would love to see Joe Cox move to that special teams role. He has ties in the SEC, former quarterback at Georgia. He backed up Matt Stafford. We saw what he did with Alabama's tight ends the last couple of years, the last few years. Uh, having him coach special teams would be a very nice touch there. Very nice deal there. But if they are doing away completely with Joe Cox, I haven't heard anything yet on special teams. We'll continue to do some digging there. But I feel like the main two spots would be your your linebackers coach and your special teams coach. That would be the main two ideas there. Also, keep this in mind, does Alabama also look at maybe moving Freddie Roach back to a linebacker position? and getting a defensive line developer in that defensive line spot. Hmm. Wow. I think he could definitely move to outside linebackers. If see, the, the thing is, if they're going with a 4-2-5, I know they do have that outside linebacker jack-type position. I don't know if they'll designate a whole room to outside linebackers like you would if you have a 3-4. But if they did, I definitely could see him moving to the outside linebacker position. Inside linebacker might be quite the transition, but... He probably could do it, but that is an interesting point, though. I, I did say that I thought that would be good for his personal development as a coach because if he if he wants to be a coordinator someday, knowing both ends, right, knowing the back end, the coverage uh, part of the defense as well as the fronts, uh, definitely that puts you at an advantage in terms of making the next step to, to being a coordinator. So I, I, I can see that happening. Stephen M. Smith, in his own words, Touchdown Alabama Magazine, joins us here on the Miller's Edge. Stephen, you know, of course, 
recruiting has always been the big question mark. I've said it. Everybody said it. We talk about uh, the landscape, you know, coaches not being in this area. And it's, it's not that they can't recruit. And I think people misunderstand when we say, you know, they can't. It's not that they're not able to. It's just because of the relationships. How do you think, you know, a guy like Caleb DeBoer has been perceived at the high schools? We saw, you know, Denzel. We saw Chap uh, and uh, Coach Gillespie over at Central High School there in Tuscaloosa. Uh, they're out the boots on the ground. We heard Greg, uh, you know, you know, talk about it. Greg Byrne talked about, you know, he they, they splitting up the roster. They splitting them all. They got they doing a lot of different things. But I think the biggest thing for me, being from an area like. Seattle, which I love Seattle. It's nice. But now you come down, let's go Trustville, Alabama. <laughs> and how is he perceived at Trustville if there's a high school, high school, let's just say, uh, you know, as a new coach of Alabama? Well, with the juggling act, guys, that's going on, these kids down south, they don't know who Kangan DeBoer is, right? They don't know. When you talk to them, they, they'll tell you he had a cool offense at Washington, and it basically stops there. Like, they really don't know. And that's why it's important for him to now really get out here in this community. Get out here, meet some people, shake some hands, kiss some babies. Get out here and, and get yourself entrenched and involved at these different high schools. It's huge to see uh, Robert Gillespie and, and Josh Chapman and Denzel DeBall. They're out there at, Tus at, at Central Phoenix City High School. They're out here in a lot of these places in the Alabama in the Alabama area, you know, getting themselves involved. And that's big, but it's going to be critical for Coach DeBoer to get out here at these local high schools and let these kids see your face and really get to know who you are because right now they don't know who you are. Yeah, and that's why those getting out there as soon as possible is, is the biggest thing. I'm glad to see at least Denzel and – Jamie and, and Chap, those guys are on the road, but I, I think it's going to be even more critical once Coach DeBoer has some time for him himself and his guys to get on the road and actually get out there, which they may have, and maybe they're just not being reported, but I think that's going to be the next big step. Before we let you go, Stephen, now, I mean, I don't want to be, you know, trying to put out any negative energy, but obviously there's still going to be some guys entering the portal. Are there any guys that you got an eye on? Uh, that you think that might be? I mean, I know everybody's looking at the Caleb Down situation now. He entered the portal. A lot of people keep asking about Justice Haynes. Is that a guy that you could see maybe entering the portal? Is there any other key names on this roster that you might want to keep an eye on? I, I'm, I'm hearing small whispers of Justice Haynes. I, I'm hoping that young man does not. Because of what we saw in the Rose Bowl against <laughs> Michigan, him being able to get the ball, do some things there, I'm hoping it's not him. But I'm hearing some whispers of him, some whispers of possibly Keon Keeley, possibly Jaheim Otis. Really hope none of those three go in there, but we will definitely see. Wow. Let me just say this. That just don't even sound right. I got to pray. We all just got to, you know, the Bible says where two or three are gathered together in his name, there he'll be in the midst. So we need it right now in the internet world. Just hold hands and just go into prayer. Because right, if you lose them three names that you just mentioned on top of what we've lost, bro, I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I don't know I, if you I'm, can... I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to I'm say this. Uh, uh, of the three, Keeley and Haynes would really hurt. All this would hurt too, but Keeley and Haynes would like really just... That's, those two are, would be gut punches. Definitely Haynes... Uh, 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 
as bad as the gut punch of Downs is, that was a gut punch. But Keely and Haynes would add to the gut punch. If that happens, I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to intercessory prayer. I'm call, I'm doing that live online because the Bama going to be in trouble. I'm sorry. Look, 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 Pastor, if you're going into intercessory prayer, just have me behind you with the oil. <laughs> just have me behind Throw that you with the oil. Oh, we rebuke them players leaving. We rebuke them. Come back. Come back, I say, in the name <laughs> of the Lord. All right, Stephen M. Smith, I guess. We appreciate you, brother. Stay well out there. You're doing a wonderful job. And let us know. We can tell them how they can follow you in case Justin Haynes or Keon Keeley go into the portal. They can see it. Well, hopefully those two do not. But in case it does, in case it happens, the people can follow uh, They can follow me, touchdownalabama.com. That's touchdownalabama.com. As we are getting all of your information there on your Crimson Tide. They can also follow me on on X, formerly Twitter, at Coaching M. Smith, at, at Coaching M. Smith on Twitter, as we're keeping our tabs on everything going on uh, with this program. All right, man, we appreciate you, man. Much love to you. Be well, sir. Absolutely. You guys enjoy the Thursday. Take care. Blessing yes, Stephen too, M. Smith in his own words. We're going to break as we go. Lord, help the Alabama Crimson Tide. They need you. We need you, Lord. We need you. Come by here. Now, my mama just said, come by here, Lord. Come by here. It wasn't here. It was come by him. Come by here. Alabama needs you. We'll be back in a moment. We need you, Lord. Yeah, that would not be good. Ask Sherwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy, a few periods of light rain this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 45. Tonight's low, 32. Tomorrow, clearing, breezy and colder. The high, 38. Saturday, we stay below freezing all day. The sky's sunny, the high at 30. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 42 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. I don't know. I mean, I love college a lot at University of South Carolina. But imagine nine years. Imagine being in school. I know if you're going to be a doctor or maybe some high to-do lawyer or something, maybe nine years. Well, Miami tight end Cam McCormick's college career will have one more season. McCormick said Thursday that his petition, petition excuse me, for a ninth season of college football had been granted. And he will be back with the Miami Hurricanes in 2024. No college football player has ever had nine seasons of eligibility before McCormick petitioned the ACC uh, in September in the hopes that uh, he playing two seasons with the Hurricanes. So nine years of eligibility. He was at Oregon, I believe, seven years. <laughs> seven years <laughs> at Oregon. Now he's going to get two more uh, with the U. I just... I mean, how, many, know, how many degrees does this guy have? I mean, he's got to have, you know, bachelor's, nine years of masters. college. Might, I mean, he might have his daughters, right? I mean, that's just. And he's smart because I'm sure they pay for every ounce of it. Yeah. I mean, you can't beat that, right? Playing a sport, getting all these degrees. I mean, he, he sounds like he's winning, man. Good for him. Well, he, no, no, no. no. He ain't winning. He won. <laughs> so, well, no, that's I, what mean, I'm I mean, nine years. Like, that's crazy. I mean, that's. A, 
all free school, I'm assuming, like you said. That's that's crazy. Real quick, we got a super chat from Genevieve. Appreciate Genevieve for all the support. Uh, it's coaches move coaches movement. Are there any unwritten codes between the coaching fraternity concerning information that they will or will not disclose concerning their former team when game planning against them? That's a great question. Um, yeah. I mean, if we're being honest, I mean, I think as as we've learned, you know, from this whole Michigan scandal, right? People are going to do whatever it takes to win, right? And you'd hope that people would want to act with integrity and try to do things the right way. But unfortunately, I mean, as you just saw with Michigan, right? I mean, they, people will go to great lengths for any advantage that they can find. And it's one of those things where, I mean, I'm sure they'll, there'll be some information that people can share. Like, just like in the NFL, like sometimes a team will pick a guy up that just got cut from a future opponent, right? A team that they're about to play. They'll pick him up, put him on their practice squad, try to see if they can find some information on him. So people definitely try to use things to their advantage. So that's a, that's a great point. Um, but with all this this movement, yeah, I'm, I'm sure people will be sharing stuff. But what's interesting is over here, at least here at Alabama, we've got a whole new coaching staff where the defense is totally different. So there you go. I mean, it's a completely different defense. Offense, now we've got Washington's offense. So it's definitely going yeah. to be totally yeah. new. It's going to be good. Let me just offer advice since I'm hard. Listen, you're going, it's going to be a shambles. You got three more weeks of this, right? Three more weeks that people can still post this roster. You, might, you know, pray to God you don't lose those names that we talked about earlier. But um, we'll see. You just got to hold on and then get through spring practice. The portal's going to open up. I think they're going to land a couple of guys from his old team that are in the portal. I think he'll get a couple of Washington guys to center the corner. I think those are two guys that played in the system that would be good fields. So I think that... Uh, uh, they'll they'll have that. Let's go to a quick app message, uh, Noah, please, sir, before we get out of here. Uh, that's right. We got closing app message from Chris in Starkville. He says, you say they leave because they don't know what will happen with the program, but they can't really know any more about where they might end up if they hit the portal. Let's be real. This is about getting a bag. LSU has won two titles since they've been left with coaches with worse resumes than DeBoer. Alabama is, isn't fixing to hit together. Let's be realistic. They just want more cash. That's probably the case a lot of the time. I'm not going to disagree. Mm-hmm. But in Caleb Downs and some other ones, I don't think so. And I think when you're talking about it, they do know because those coaches has recruited these players. They've built relationships over the last couple of years with Kirby Smart and others. So they will have an identity, and especially if they go to a place where T-Rob got it they just played for. So they do have familiarity with these coaches and with these teams. And I think when you look at what Georgia has won two national titles out of the last three years, you know, so Texas has just been in the college football playoffs. So, so there are things that they can, you know, put their finger on and based on what they think and what it's probably going to look like. And, 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 wanna, and fit is a yeah. big thing that people just keep ignoring it. Right. And I don't, yeah. you have to remember when new coaches come in, when we just talked about how this whole defense is completely different some guys might not feel like they're a great fit in, in these new schemes. That's that's just a fact. You got to consider it. But again, is money uh, a driving factor? A hundred percent. But I also believe familiarity, right? Fit. All those things go into consideration with that. Yeah. With that being said, we got to get out of here. I see Ryan Fowler making his way yeah. over here. He listen, looked like he was checking out our stream, uh, so he better not be getting on any it, ideas over there. <laughs> listen, mama said, you know that uh, water boy, mama, mama said, you know, all women are the devil. You know that what mama said, mama said, well, mama said this to us one day and she sang that song in the church. 
Better days are coming. By and by, will she reach that city way up in the sky? So I'll leave you with that on the show today. Better days are coming. All these guys are leaving. Things are happening, but just hold tight. You know, the Bible says we've been made endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So it's going to be morning time again for the Alabama Crimson Tide. So hold tight. For Christian Miller, for Noah Haynes, thank you to Stephen M. Smith. Thank you to Brad Crawford of 24-7 Sports and CBS. God bless you. Thank you for those of you who chat with us every single day, all your comments. We see them. We read them. We appreciate you. Keep it locked. Tell your friends about it. We'll check in with you on tomorrow. Ron Fowler and the game. Coming up next, right here on the Tide. Appreciate everybody in here. Make sure you drop a like. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily. Baby.